Good morning. I want to thank you for joining us this morning live. As we are coming into your home, we thank you for allowing us to be your guests. Church of the Harvest and the leadership of Church of the Harvest, we're honoring the counsel of our president that we sequester ourselves for the first time in 250 years as a nation we've been asked not to join together in prayer. For the first time in 250 years as a nation, we've been asked not to embrace one another, to hug one another, to let one know how much we love them and care about them. Never before in the history of this nation have we ever been quite where we're at. In 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, probably right now one of the most popular verses being quoted if my people which are called by my name. I want to back up just a few verses and look at Second Chronicles 7, verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. Aren't you glad that God is listening? Yes. Aren't you glad that God can hear and is listening to our prayer? And have chosen this place myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, there should be no rain. If I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, then the famous passage, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. This morning, as we call the nation to a time of prayer, a time of intercession, a time of moaning and groaning in the spirit for God to move and God to heal our land, we're reminded of the words of David in Psalms 91 that says that no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. Yet today, our very lives are being threatened by a plague called the coronavirus. There are seven definitions for the word corona. The first is a city in Southern California where several years ago, as a general contractor, I built a strip mall for one of the uh, neighborhoods there. The second definition for the word corona is the gases around the sun that can be seen during an eclipse. The third definition simply means crown. And the fourth definition means the center of a daffodil. The fifth definition is a circular chandelier found in a, in a church. The sixth definition is a cigar. And the seventh definition, the newest definition, is a deadly virus. As we're hearing from all different sources and all different inputs that this coronavirus was probably man-made, probably created in a lab to try to produce some type of chemical warfare later down the road. We know this man-made biological virus, as you magnify it, it actually looks like the points of a crown. They're telling us there are three things that we need to do to avoid this plague in affecting our home, and the first is to wash our hands. I believe I've washed my hands more times in the past seven days than I have in my entire life. The second thing that we are told to do is to keep our distance from people, that we're supposed to stay at least six feet away. That's tough when you are a hugger and you're a kisser and you're a bracer 
Now we're not even fisting. I think we're tapping our foot to greet one another. And the third thing that we're asked to do is that when we cough, we are to cough into our elbow. And I got to thinking about this virus, this deadly, almost invisible virus, man-made. And when I think about the virus, I think about sin. I think about sin as sin has entered into the world through a serpent in the home of Adam and Eve, and it grows the pages of God's Word, and we see its toll, and we see its horror, and we see the things it brings, the calamity and the catastrophes it brings. I think about the ways that God has told us how to avoid this plague called sin. He said, to wash your hands. David said, who shall abide in the tabernacle? Who shall come to the holy hill? And God said, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. When I think about washing, I think about that scripture in Revelation 7 and 14, where, where John asked the angel who, angel, who are these people? And the angel said, these are those that have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of a lamb. Aren't you glad this morning that you have been washed, washed in the blood? The song says, have you been to the river? Have you been baptized? Are you washed in the blood of a lamb? Aren't you glad this morning that that blood that was shed at Calvary, there's still a fountain filled with blood today that we can submerge ourselves in that fountain and we can be cleansed and we can be purged and we can be sanctified by that blood. The second thing as I see sin and we're told by this virus to socially disconnect ourselves from others, the Bible tells us that we are of the church are a peculiar people, a, pecu a, a holy nation, a nation called out by God to serve him and to praise him. It doesn't mean that we can't be involved in the affairs of life, but it means that we are to be holy, that we're to pursue the things of God and see what the word of God says about being holy. And then when I think about coughing into our, into our elbow, I think about it's not what goes into a man, but it's what comes out of a man that's important. And when I think about what comes out of a man is our ability to call upon God, our ability to cry out to God, to expect some kind of answer. He said, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. When I think about calling out to God, I think about Daniel, a man who, when he was in the den of lions, he prayed, and the Bible says that God shut the mouth of lions, and Daniel had a dream, a prophetic dream that had to do with prophecy of our generation, and Daniel didn't have the interpretation of that dream, and he went to God and began to fast and began to pray. He fasted the first day, and then the second day, and then 21 days later, the angel Gabriel appears to him. And we know the angel Gabriel is one of the archangels that had to do with revelation. And the Gabriel angel told Daniel, the first day you prayed, God heard your prayer. And he sent me with the answer. He said, but I've been battling the prince of Persia. And we know the prince of Persia, according to Ezekiel, to be Lucifer. He said, I've been battling Lucifer, trying to get this answer to you. So I went back to heaven, and I got Michael, the war angel. And now Michael is defeating Lucifer as I bring you the message that God has for the generation of 2000. Aren't you glad this morning that Daniel did not give up? He kept praying. He pushed through until he got an answer. And then I'm reminded in 2 Kings, the 20th chapter, that Hezekiah was told that his life had come to an end and that he was going to die. And we've been told that we cannot add one inch to our stature. We cannot add one day to our life. We cannot, but God can. 
The Bible says that when Hezekiah got this bad report, he turned his face to the wall and he called out to God. He got the attention of God and God extended seven more years to his life. Aren't you glad this morning that we can call upon God when we have loved ones and family that are sick or afflicted or infected and we can ask God to spare their life and to extend their life and God can answer that prayer. And then I think about Elijah when the nation was coming against the things of God and the prophets of Baal has surrounded Elijah and Elijah took his sacrifice and he drenched it with water and he soaked it with water and he gave the prophets of Baal the opportunity to call down fire from heaven and they could not. Elijah prays a 63-word prayer, gets the attention of God. And the Bible says that fire came from heaven and and completely quenched that, that sacrifice that had been drenched in water. Aren't you glad this morning when things are coming against us that we can call upon the name of the Lord and we can expect his intervention to respond and to help us in the time of trouble? And then I think about Jesus when Jesus prayed, Lord, let them be as one. I believe never in the history of our nation and not since World War II have we ever been called to a time of prayer. Our government's calling us to pray. Our president is calling us to pray. Men and women, prophets of the Most High God are calling us to a season of prayer. And aren't you glad this morning that we have the ability to call upon God, not just to call, but to expect him to respond and expect him to speak. Jesus taught his disciples in Luke 11 and 2. He said, when you pray, say our Father. When I think about that word our, I think about that word that that brings a belonging. It's a possessive word. And it says to us that we belong to God. That We're not in this together, but we are the family of God. And the word says where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst of them. The Bible says two can come together and defeat the enemy. Aren't you glad that we are a part of the family of God, that God is our Father, and we have the ability to call upon Him because He is our Father? Romans 8 and 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So this morning we call out to God, our Father. Here at Church of the Harvest, we are calling us to a season of corporate prayer. We're going to begin for the next seven days. We're going to start at 6 o'clock in the evening. We're going to pray for one hour. Jesus asked the disciples in Matthew 25, could you not tarry one hour? So we're asking you to set yourself apart, to separate yourself, to get alone with God, to call upon God. We're going to pray for our nation. We're going to pray for our land. We're going to pray for those that have been infected. We're going to pray that God would crush this virus, that God would heal his people, and that we would look to God in a time of grace and mercy and judgment. Shall we pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you this morning for joining us in our live uh, podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. And we are praying for you and your family. God bless you.